Well, well, welcome back to the Three and Out podcast. I'm joined by my co-hosts Jack and Tyson. Hey, what's, what's up? up, guys? <laughs> All right, so today is uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, yeah, we got a lot to kick into today. Uh, we got NBA trades, uh, review of the AFC and NFC Championship games, and then get into our Super Bowl predictions. We definitely have a jam-packed episode for today. Um, first thing we're going to start with before we get to all the NFL and important stuff is the NBA trades. NBA trade deadline was this past Thursday. There was actually a number of pretty blockbuster trades. I thought it was going to be a pretty quiet deadline, but, you know, things changed that, mainly the Harden trade, which we can get into. Um, ben Simmons is now in net. James Harden is the sixer. Uh, yeah, a lot of cover on that. Blake, what do you think about that trade first. I'll let you go first. Yeah. So, uh, Seth. So wait. So if, let me get this right. So, Seth Curry. Uh, yeah. So Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, Ben Simmons, two first round picks, all traded for James Harden and Paul Millsap. Yeah, and then a second round uh, pick. So, uh, yeah, and uh, I think oh, it really just benefits both sides. I mean, Ben Simmons and James Harden were really both wanting to leave teams, and they've been very dissatisfied on their teams. So. It's kind of just a case of like the owners kind of had to make this trade at some point because both players were honestly not wanting to be on those teams. And that's never a good sign for future success. Yeah. I mean, like Ben Simmons is basically useless for the summer. He's not playing games. He's never going to play again uh, as a sixer. Um, This move was long overdue. I literally think this is the max they could have gotten. I mean, some of the other deals that they were looking at from like last year when Ben Simmons value is a lot higher was like Kyle Lowry, you know, like stuff like that, like DeMar DeRozan, yeah. just just offers that aren't that valuable and, you know, pieces that aren't going to help you as a title contender. So getting James Harden, I know he's expiring uh, contract. We actually just opted into his player option after getting traded. So, I mean, getting James Harden out of basically nothing is amazing. That's a pretty good move for them. But it's also a great move for the Nets too. You know, James Harden wanted to leave um, and he yeah. was an expiring contract and he would have left probably. And you get, you know, a big shooter, a good shooter in Seth Curry, you know, a less ball-dominant guy in uh, Ben Simmons, you know. Yeah, and Ben Simmons isn't, like, a terrible player. He's got a lot of potential in him. He just – I don't know. It would be interesting to see how he plays after not playing for so long. Yeah, with yeah, with Katie and Kyrie, you know, and you got all those other weapons on the I mean, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, that, that, that I think really sets up for the Brooklyn Nets. Like just having one, just a dominant rebounder with Drummond. And then you got Ben Simmons, who, if he, if, I assume they're just going to have him play power forward and then mm-hmm. have Kyrie. Like that, that's a scare. That's a scary team. And they added another shooter, like who doesn't need the ball, which is a lot better than having James Harden. Like just for that team, especially. Like this, yeah, this, like the Nets kind of killed this trade. I mean, th- like James Harden, Paul Millsap. Pretty good players, but Paul Millsap's like freaking like he's four old. years old. Yeah, and James Harden, he's good, but like mm-hmm. he kind of like eats your whole team away. Like he is your team, so like I feel like they can work with it. But like him and Joel Embiid, it's gonna be interesting because they're both guys who are pretty, yeah, like dominant. But it's honestly the like the opposite of like the. uh of like the Ben Simmons critique because they've been so like because Ben Simmons like was so unball dominant from being like <laughs> almost like a ball carrier that like it hurt them so much and yeah I don't know it would be interesting to see but Paul Millsap is a nice piece because they have since they have Embiid who is a big who can shoot like you can afford to have a kind of smaller guy in Paul Millsap who just kind of gets you those hustle 
hustle points and rebounds. Like, because Paul Millsap doesn't fit too well in this to like today's NBA. He's more like of a yeah. Seventy six is always feel like some random like forty year old. Like last year they had Howard. This guy yeah, Drummond now that's and Theo or not or Tobias Harris. Yeah, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is still pretty good. But yeah, that's he's gonna be good. But like he was like kind of falling like falling falling under the in into the rafters, and then he came there and he's been balling out again. Or maybe not falling out, just like no one was. Yeah, he wasn't doing as as good. But yeah, so that's uh, that Sixers team is definitely gonna be nice. I think these teams have definitely elevated a lot as yeah. a result of this trade. I mean, the East is heating up with this. You look at Heat, you know, the Bulls mm-hmm. and the Bucks, obviously, and then the 76ers and Nets. Um, and then there's another of other teams that can contend as well. I don't know. It's a very interesting trade. Tyson and, and Blake being – oh, wait. Sorry. As, as Mavericks fans, how y'all feel about the Mavericks trade, though? Yeah, that's the next trade. Okay. Mm. Porzingis. That was <laughs> <So, laughs> probably the most lopsided deal other than like the Halliburton trade of the trade deadline. <laughs> Porzingis for Dinwiddie and Bertans. What are we doing? I what are we doing? You're giving away like Porzingis, right? You know, who's a pretty good player, averaging like 20 and 10 this year. You know, I get it. He folds in the playoffs. He's not that physical. You know, I get it. But 20 and 10, you know, very good and skilled and high potential offensive player. You're giving up that for Dinwiddie, who hasn't really done much this year. Hasn't been that good in around three years. He averaging like 13 and four on like 45% shooting this year. You know, with a huge contract comparable comparable to Porzingis' contract, and he and, doesn't spread the floor at all either. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's just Jalen Brunson basically. Um, You're but, trading away, yeah, just an athle- a bigger athletic Jalen Brunson and twenty million basically more, basically like a Luca, like a, a worse Luca, like the way they play, just yeah, um, he's <laughs> and he's twenty million more expensive, and then you have Davis Bertans, so averaging five points and five rebounds this year. And he's getting paid $18 million for the next five years per year. Like, yeah. And what? the Mavericks, like, actively got worse in spacing. Like, Yeah, everything got worse. Like, they just – they were. I think they were just giving up. Like, that. that's a sign that they were like, we can't do anything this year. Yeah. But I, then I, don't, I don't know how this helped them in the future either, but – I think it's this – Porzingis, I get He's been injury-plagued um, for this year and it's basically his whole career. So, you know, they just wanted to get something out of it. You know, they wanted to get rid of him eventually, which I get. I think they could have gotten a better deal at some point. You yeah, know, I'm, was... I'm betting I'm betting if they call the Pacers about Halliburton or the Hornets about Miles Bridges or the King or the uh, Pacers about DeMontis Sabonis and then the Kings about Halliburton, I bet they can get one of those guys for Porzingis. Yeah, someone just more valuable because it feels like Christoph Porzingis with how he's been playing recently has, would be a lot more valuable than just those two. Yeah, exactly. Especially the contracts that they have. Like, they're you think that like a lot of it would also would be try and relieve contract tension to try and get it, but like maybe a better guy in this free agency this year. But they no. got worse. They got way worse. Yeah, they got yeah. they got worse. Like, yeah, it's it's weird. I think really it might just be like a coaching issue. Like Chris or like Carlisle just doesn't know what to do with Porzingis because I feel like Porzingis or can two. be super dangerous with like if they if someone finds the right role for him. Yeah, because Jason Jason Kidd hasn't uh, Jason Kidd has made Porzingis better. Oh, I mean Kidd, yeah, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jason Kidd has been better. <laughs> he's he's been better this uh, this year getting Porzingis more elevated. I, I don't think Carlisle yeah. fit Porzingis, but I 
still don't th- I still think you could have got more. I still I would even be mad if they kept him for another year or two, let his contract play out or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say that, but like if this is the only trade they can do, then yeah, that definitely was a better option. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you're looking at a what is it? I mean, now it's like if you're a free agent, right, and you're deciding on teams, Dallas as a spot as an organization isn't that attractive, you know, mm-hmm. as in comparison to like a Laker or like a, not a not a Celtic, like a net or a Sixer, you know. Mm-hmm. Those uh, those options are way more attractive. But now, you know, like already it's not attractive as a spot in an organization. But now you're looking at instead of Luca and Porzingis, you're teaming up with you're teaming up with Luca and. Spencer Dinwiddie, like twice, basically. <laughs> like Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson, like the same player. Yeah, Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie is like, um, he's he's a throwback player, I swear. Yeah, I mean they have no bigs, no no bigs worthwhile. Uh, yeah. Tim Hardaway still on the team. I feel like you could have gotten Spencer Dinwiddie for Tim Hardaway, to be honest. Yeah, like th- I I I would I think Tim Hardaway might be a better player, just like especially for this team, what they need than. Spencer Dinwiddie, like Spencer Dinwiddie, he's basically a point guard, also. Yeah, he's just Jalen Brunson just duplicated. It's... Yeah, and then you have Luca, who's also basically a point guard too. Like it's just yeah. too many, too many ball handlers who can like only kind of shoot. Yeah, exactly. And so, and they don't really, defense. They did improve. Davis for Collins is you know just a throwaway player, and they got way worse in cap. I don't get it. I I think the only justification I can give is the Mavericks always get ridiculed for never making trades, you know, never making moves, especially trade deadlines and drafts. And I think Mark Cuban just got, like, excited. Like, I think he just, like, <laughs> he's just like, ah, screw it. I got to do something, yeah. you know, just switch it up. I don't know. I mean, I'd rather have that than nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a, a trend in the right direction in the way that they're trading more and then we're open to switching it up. But Yeah, but it wasn't really nothing. It was Kristaps before then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, at least they're making moves now, I guess. At least yeah. they're trying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dallas doesn't try. so Or, like, uh, the Cowboys don't try. So, it's at least, at least nice to see one Dallas organization putting some effort in. Yeah. After a long time of not. So, now, that's that's really the two biggest trades that we're going to talk about. I mean, we can dabble in, you know, CJ McCollum was traded to the Pelicans. You know, Blazers basically blowing blowing it up. Change your entire roster this trade deadline. Even though it's on the Pelicans anymore, man. Yeah, they're a weird team. Definitely a weird team. <laughs> but so yeah, Damian Lillard now left alone in Portland. I hope he leaves. He doesn't deserve that. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the Damian Lillard quote where he's he's talking about like people like running from the grind. You know, he's saying a lot of people like run from the grind, and then they ended up trading like the entire team for nothing. <laughs> like. I feel bad for him. I hope he gets out. Also, can we talk about the Mavericks were like a fifth seed? Yeah. And they traded Porzingis. Like yeah. that's not they weren't even like out of the playoffs or anything. Like they're they're doing pretty well. They almost have a better like record than half the teams in the Eastern and Western Conference. Like they weren't even doing poorly. Yeah, they're doing pretty good this year. They're, they're uh, 35 and 24, which is pretty, pretty yeah. decent. Yeah, Porzingis hasn't contributed that much to that because he's been injured. But, I mean, Didwoody is injury-prone, too. And I wouldn't be surprised if he misses a good amount of games, too. It's kind of funny that the Mavericks are, like, four spots ahead of the Lakers, and the Lakers made no moves, which is weird. It is interesting. I was really – I was thinking Lakers weren't going to 
for sure at least make a like pretty strong push for like a Buddy Heald or a Seth Curry type player for spacing. But yeah, they should trade Westbrook. I think they got a John Wall offer, but I mean, people are clowning the Lakers for declining John Wall for Russell Westbrook. But That's at this point, it's like, player again. yeah, they're just the same player. <laughs> don't do much for spacing. They're both bad shooters. Same player. And I, I think I'd rather like Russell just as a, in like the playoffs, like just going on past this year, mm-hmm. because he does kind of sometimes show something else at the like later path, like half of the yeah, year. Yeah. And, like you need a, like a hustle guy like that. Cause like Lakers don't have too many gritty players. Yeah. They're old. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Also just this NBA standings are just weird in general. Like this is, it's kind of like a flip in the NBA. Like Suns are on top again. Warriors are back. Yeah, this is definitely a cool year in the NBA. Um, yeah. Not for Lakers fans or Knicks fans, but <laughs> yeah, not for like the the normal like big teams. But yeah, like Celtics like are in Heat. poorly. Yeah, he are leading the Eastern Conference again. Cavaliers. This is our third <laughs> Cavs? Western. Cavaliers what? are feeding up. Oh yeah, I saw. I've seen so many memes about the Cavs and how they're doing better without LeBron. <laughs> yeah, the Cavs are the third seed right now. I forgot to mention them earlier when I said the Sixers Heat Bulls and Nets, but yeah, they're literally. I mean, they're the third, and the Nets are the eighth. Like they're doing amazing right now. Yeah, yeah I've seen so many memes where like the uh, LeBron realizing that the Cavs are building a better team, but around Darius Garland and around LeBron. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't know what happened. To the, I think they just kind of got lucky with trades and drafting that Jared Allen trade was pretty good and you know they drafted some talented players also what's going on with the Hawks I was like really expecting them to make a huge jump after how deep they went in the playoffs last year and their team is all basically like have only been in the league for like three years but they're kind of yeah you know it's just again they're playing worse than last year not what not what you'd expect for that young of a team they don't really have much star power around Trey Young, though, is a thing. And so if Trey Young's not got the team on his back, they don't have a lot of. Yeah. yeah it, looked, it looked like, what's his name? It looked like uh, Cam Reddish, like how he was playing in the playoffs, was about to make it like a, the next step. Ooh, and is, John Collins. Is, Ka- is Cam Reddish on the team anymore? No, they shipped him to the Knicks. Oh, what? Oh, you hear about that? Yeah, that was a little before the trade deadline. Uh, that yeah. also happened. They shipped him to the Knicks for basically like. Uh, not much. Kevin yes. Knox, I'm pretty sure it was. He's probably not going to play. Yeah, the thing is with the Hawks, John Collins has missed some games with a injury. The thing is with the Hawks is that they do have, like, a lot of, like, good role players, you know, and then Trey Young. And that's why they made it. And But the reason they made it so far last year is because those good role players played at the best of their potential. Like, they mm-hmm. all played the best yeah. basketball they ever have. And then Trey Young also played really good. And that's not really sustainable, you know, having, yeah. like, yeah. trusting a bunch of role players – to do um like to keep playing amazing and then you know trey young hasn't played bad this year by any means but you know trey young expecting him to do what he was doing in the playoffs every game for 82 games yeah. and, and then like, also he in the needs, playoffs. He needs, uh, like you need at least a sort of secondary ball handler like he can't yeah. oh, he can't create every single play for them like i mean yeah yeah and that got, that cam reddish move was weird too yeah they've got a nice, lot of nice pieces but they need like one more like centerpiece yeah, they de- yeah they need a, a second star for sure. They're basically in the same position as the Mavericks now. Uh, Mavericks are actually in a pretty good position with Porzingis, but yeah, Mavericks doing a little better this year, obviously in the West. Yeah, 
All right, so y'all ready to jump into NFL for this week? No. All right, so uh, last weekend we saw the Bengals face off against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. So uh, pretty much just to recap us, uh, I think the game ended up – was it – wait, what was, what was the final score of that game? Sorry, one second. It was 27-24. 27-24. Okay, so – and that's that's crazy because the Chiefs started off with a 21-3 lead in the first half. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of the credit has been given to Joe Burrow, but I think – like the underlier, the like the underrated factor in that game was the defense of that game and what they did to that Chiefs offense in the second half. And that I don't know. Remember, I remember watching the game, and the game kind of shifted right. Uh, if y'all remember, right before the halftime, yeah, right point, before halftime that you landed. Right before halftime, the Chiefs were I think on the three the four yard line with like five seconds left, and the the Bengals uh, forced Patrick Mahomes to make a bad pass like. At like a one yard pass and tackled him and yeah, they the, got the game was over or half like, was over. He he was he wasn't he wasn't playing like he was Patrick Mahomes in that second half like, and it yeah. wasn't just because like he was playing bad like they were they were on him. And it and it wasn't just him. There was there was some pretty bad drops too. I think there was there's like a there's a Travis Kelsey like third down drop and uh there's a couple of receiver drops that were on third and fourth downs that were really crucial. Also, Joe Mixon had like almost 140. Like total yards, mm-hmm. I think. and yeah. Samaj P. Ryan <laughs> broke off. Like, oh yeah, that he a... had a touchdown, like a forty-yard touchdown or something. Yeah, he was the first <laughs> touchdown of the game. He had a turnaround. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty big for them. Like that's that's not a point that I feel mm-hmm. like they planned for. Yeah, and T. Higgins, this playoff run has just yeah. bursted mm-hmm. onto the scene and gone insane. T. Higgins just... is like kind of for me putting the Bengals like. Making them scary against the the against TB. Yeah, you got to worry about like Jamar Chase getting shut down by Jalen Ramsey, which is always <laughs> a possibility. But like having him to take the middle of the field is scary. Yeah, and then you also Tyler Boyd sitting there too. Yeah, he's yeah. they got they've got a really cool and then CJ Uzoma has been awesome too. Yeah, he hasn't been got a lot of weapons like who can break out. Yeah, like, yeah, not necessarily consistent, but like they've got a lot of a lot of potential. Yeah, and people did. People did. It's kind of weird how Joe Burrow. I guess just you know he's charismatic and he you know won a big game when he wasn't supposed to. But it's weird I got so much focus and attention from that game uh, when he didn't have like a particularly like you know incredible amazing game performance. Yeah, I mean he did good. You know he did really good. But you know a lot of it was just checkdowns and playing smart. It yeah. wasn't anything like yeah incredible. He also did take seven sacks again. I should yeah that. <laughs> yeah he, like. He's got to. He's got to. He's got to get the ball out of his hands. Yeah, and you know he, he has a, one of the historically worst O lines ever. But <laughs> yeah. you know he definitely. Like, even you don't you don't see you don't see even like Tom Brady who's not very athletic just like Joe like taking. Yeah, the exactly. Like part of it, part of it's on him. Like yeah, not the pressure. Like it's not like he's gonna make a play on those plays, but you just don't. You can't take another seven sacks in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean the Bengals D line has looked the Dangle Bengals D line has looked really good too with Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. I remember uh, there's a big third and goal where like Patrick Mahomes had like like literally like 20 seconds to throw the oh, ball. Oh, is this a, one of the last drives? Yeah, yeah, it's and I know they still got a field goal out of it, but they they're on like the eight or nine yeah. yard line, and Patrick Mahomes had like 30 seconds. You think like, oh, that's a touchdown if he if you yeah. give him that much time. People were debating on whether the Bengals should let them score. Yeah, <laughs> because like it was it was Patrick Mahomes at like the four yard line with like two timeouts and it's first and goal. Like he's yeah, gonna they, score, right? And then 
this you know, secondary has been ridiculous. Like, yeah. no, one, no one, like last year, none of these secondary players would, would have I picked to like mm-hmm. play even above average this year, and they have yeah. put on quite the show. Like, they just they they whoever I don't yeah, I don't really know much about their coaching staff, but it seems like their secondary like has it all down. Like they're they're always prepared. I don't like the Bengals coaching staff. They're kind of overrated. I don't, I don't even, like it. They're not even rated at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah, know I don't how really. they made it as far with like I don't me either. Just Joe Burrow is a winner. That's all I can say. Like he doesn't yeah. necessarily play out of his mind, but he just kind of gets it done for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the star power on like his offense is so is like it's it's like matches like the Rams are like like on offense and they really for does. Like offensive weapons. Yeah, they're a, Rams well, not a great O line either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Rams and Bang. I think the Rams are or the Bengals is like a kind of like discount Rams, not like too super discounted, but a kind of discounted. Um, yeah. You know, they both have like a pretty good receiving cores with like you know borderline top ten quarterbacks area. You know, mm-hmm. solid run games and then like pretty good defenses. I think the Rams is better than Bengals, but. Rams defense is better than Bengals defense. Are y'all ready to uh, move on to the 49ers game? Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, well, maybe well, not. Actually, maybe I know not. you are. <laughs> maybe you are. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, that was a it was a tough game. But uh, I'm honestly – I think everyone's been shocked how far the 49ers have made it this year anyway. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty good season for what, like, we had going for us. And I think we definitely need to look at – train Lance's future or maybe someone else's opinion. We need to find someone's future. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like talent wise, like y'all have so many just insanely great players. You're just missing that that one key spot at quarterback. Yeah, and I've I've loved how like I know like a lot of people have been kind of like uh this year we're very criticism of like the coaching staff of like Kyle Shannon and everyone. But I think the coaching staff has been amazing at developing like defensive talents and offensive talents oh that are kind of like, I don't know. Uh, but in that game, we kind of just got like manhandled on every single front. I think, I mean, like we weren't able, one of our main things going to go in that game was rushing. Everyone knew that we like have been able to rush on the ramps like crazy. And that's been the difference maker. And, I think it was what fifty to seventy yards total, which was like yeah. literally nothing for us. And that's, I think that was the big difference. Yeah, and lead, the, leading rusher for the 49ers was Debo Samuel, twenty six yards. Debo Sam and uh, like those were not an easy mm-hmm. twenty six yards. Like yeah. he probably broke five to six tackles to get those twenty six. They averaged yards. two and a half yards per carry. They had fifty total yards. Yeah, the majority. I feel like the majority of y'all's yards were like on the screen passes. Yeah, and I think that that was. I think if we're able to run on them, then I don't – I think that makes the total difference in the game. But yeah. since we weren't, I think that's pretty much – because I th- I remember watching the Rams run the football, and it looked better than when we were running the football, which no one thought would be going into the game. But I guess the the new bringing – like the, the comeback of Cam Akers, Cam Akers has made a big yeah. difference for the Rams. Yeah, you know, that provides more. That's always a good thing to have mm-hmm. that guy back. Yeah, I mean, you know, 49ers up 17-7 with 13 minutes left in the game, and they <laughs> yeah. blow it. They, they, I, I really – you say you all got manhandled. Watching that, I felt like 49ers <laughs> kind of should have won that game, but they just didn't, like – they just kind of ch- choked in a couple different places, yeah. and then they just were like, oh. I think there are a lot of places they choked. I mean, it was there. like third down. I think we were like three for 11. 
which mm. is which is pitiful. That's terrible. That's yeah, it's awful. Yeah, just in in the big moments, it just seemed like y'all couldn't y'all couldn't get mm-hmm. it to work for you. But like, yeah. and we didn't get we didn't get any sacks. Like there's the the there was 49ers... a lot of pressure, or like a lot of pressure. Not like, like Stafford really handled it well. Like, yeah, not he, enough. He was kind I, of a yeah. he just he knew where to get the ball off, which was really impressive. Like it just yeah. he, he kind of looked like a little bit of Tom Brady there, just getting the ball out dishing everything out and just the the offensive game plan was amazing where he just he always had like a check down or someone yeah, to throw to and... go yeah that was that was also kind of a masterpiece by sean McVay. yeah he's... yeah sean McVay coach yeah coaching yeah. won that game i mean down 17 7 and 13 minutes left yeah that's yeah, a coaching and... it didn't it didn't even seem like in that once the, once the rams started going and feeling themselves like it kind of felt like the 49ers after that like they got on a roll after that cooper cup touchdown Mm-hmm. Yeah, I snuck it in there. After that, it just seemed like Stafford was just kind of picking a place to throw, and then he had it. Just, and then they kept rolling. Yeah, I think it's crazy that we were still like in that game. Though. Like, it's like, crazy. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the Rams' pass rush was eating like the 49ers' O line alive all game, and we saw like that's like it affected Jimmy G like crazy. Cause Jimmy G has never been able to deal well with pressure. It's always yeah. been like his big, but we've usually had like a good enough O line where it didn't matter. We're like, yeah. or it didn't yeah. matter to a point. Also, it's kind of weird though, that Jimmy G had 316 passing yards. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was literally about to say, it sucks that Jimmy G always posts like pretty decent stats in but, these games where people are sure that he sucks because then like the, it's like the basic fan, you know, or like, I don't know, yeah. 49ers owners are like, Oh, well, you know, 300 yards, two passing touchdowns. Yeah. No, he had he had two interceptions actually, one touchdown. Yeah. No, that that part wasn't quite as good. But like, I thought I only had one pick. That's, that's a lot of yards. Yeah, that's but it was also the, they just had to pass the ball first because they could not run the football against the Rams, and you don't like anytime Jimmy G is like throwing that much, like it's a terrible situation for the 49ers offense. Yeah. yeah I and think was sorry, you guys have some. Oh, I was just say, I was just gonna say um. It's it's not about like you know his stats you know he's he's able to make the easy throws and you know but like the Fortnite's have like one of the most perfect systems in the league yeah. like any quarterback is going to make those throws <laughs> and put up at least two hundred yards and like a touchdown yeah. a game. Yeah. Uh, the problem was like you said third down you know three of, <laughs> three for eleven he couldn't get any big plays he couldn't push the ball fast when they needed it he couldn't get yeah. any you know yeah. There were so many times where there was like either like a man open or something, and he just thought straight to like double coverage on like a stop route on like four, yeah. third or fourth down. And it's the like, what are you doing? The opportunities to win that game for the 49ers were like for sure there. Like they did, they put in the work to win that game, but then it just like each time there, yeah, there just... something went wrong. That in the end, that big, that, that big dropped pick at the oh. end, they were just, it was like, they were, they were they were in their own head and yeah. th- like if you watch Garoppolo he had people to throw to almost every time and even even when he had guys open like it he didn't put it on them like right on them yeah like, was hurting their run after catch like he was Jimmy Garoppolo is not it he's not <laughs> that's not uh, yeah. a hot take yeah I don't think anyone's gonna disagree with that uh uh and then talking about the Rams the Rams are like probably like arguably the most talented team in the league with like star power and yeah. everything this year but the past two games honestly they haven't looked amazing they really have they really have like given teams a chance to beat them that that 
in games where they almost shouldn't have at all. Yeah, if they have, like, any other coach are losing both those games, like, they're not making it to the NFC Championship. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's something about this team that just, like, I know they're good, but it just feels like they're missing that, like – Chemistry, maybe? Like, yeah, chemistry. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to yeah, say. They don't, yeah, they don't, they don't seem like a Patriots team that's, like, they're playing off of each other. It just, like, seems like they're all – good players and they go out there and play and what happens happens yeah but it's a historic though because it works because they're good yeah it's, it's it's weird because it's like you wouldn't expect a team to make it to the super bowl like that you're expecting them to get bounced yeah you know yeah. that's like the packers you know you're expecting them to get bounced in the divisional or the conference <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's interesting to see like all these players that are like they all come from like OBJ, Matthew Stafford. They all come from like a team that like hasn't been good. Uh, Von Miller. They're all coming from situation. Yeah, yeah, they all come from a team that haven't been good. That they've been kind of just like the best player on, and now they put them all on the same team, and it's cool to see them all. Yeah. It's like it's like an all star team almost. It's like <laughs> yeah. I mean, this. I mean, you take this like team the- from like two three years ago, and you're like in like an all pro roster basically. Mm-hmm. Like what the Rams are is like. One of the, it's like the Suicide Squad. Like they yeah. just picked up like all these like all these like star players who had some like issues or or like weren't doing well or like their team wasn't going good for whatever reason and they were just like no one no one else really wanted to pick them up because it was a little bit scary and then the Rams were like you know what you know how good this guy is you know I don't care Eric Weddle you know he was on the couch <laughs> he came back yeah and now he's guarding Jamar Chase not really yeah. <laughs> I will say he has been getting like I don't know if you all been watching, but Eric Weddle like has been a weakness on their team. Yeah, no, I, he, yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely hasn't been playing amazing. He has not like he's kind of blown some coverage sometimes. He is not. Yeah, yeah but he, he's also filling in for an injured guy anyway. So yeah, I mean, like, I mean, he's done. He's done better than yeah. what you expect from he's a thirty-seven-year-old. He's done okay, uh, like a serviceable job against the run, but like a five-foot-eight, like I don't even know how old white guy. <laughs> he's gonna be able to keep up yeah he was retired like he was on a coach yeah, he was, yeah. his son's football team i mean like his problem already was speed and add 10 years to that and yeah <laughs> so i mean you know i would wrap up those games now we can talk about the biggest game of them all money game the super bowl actually i don't know if i don't think you're allowed to say that the big game it's a big right. game you see that the NFL is super hard on copyrights for the Super Bowl, so like brands refer to it as like the big game. Like they'll be like, "Go buy food for the big game." Really? They don't, they don't have to like pay like the NFL like a million to use it. Just uh, something interesting. Anyways, uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, the big game is today: Rams Bengals. We're gonna start off with our predictions. Um, we'll start with Jack. Jack, who do you have winning this game and why? I I got the Bengals winning it simply because I just feel like Joe Burrow can find the openings in that Rams secondary, especially just because of Tyler Boyd. So I got them. Okay. Well, any score predict? Any score predictions? The line score is Rams four and a half. Is these, the these are always. Um, I'm gonna give it. 31 to 28. 31-28. 31 points on the Rams defense. That'd be something. To, that'd be Joe Burrow. Be God. Hey, 49ers put up 27. I think. I think they can do it. Yeah. But right. ah, 
then then with the with the with the coaching mismatch, I don't know. That's a we'll see how that take holds up. But <laughs> yeah, all right, my turn. <laughs> so I already we already heard Jack's prediction earlier for the team. Blake is a big reveal, so I'll start with mine. I have the Rams winning this game. Um, I think Matthew Stafford. You know, he's a veteran quarterback, and he's facing a two-year quarterback. You know, this Bengals defense, you know, they're kind of some guys that – it's kind of kind of like the Hawks last year, you know, where it's role players yeah. that have just played incredible, like Eli Apple. Um, you know, not just you – know, Yeah, Trey, yeah, Trey, uh, Trey Hendrickson and Jesse Bates are amazing. But, you know, there's some players on that defense that, you know, I don't expect to keep complaining consistently amazing – especially against the offense as high-powered as the Rams. You know, you have the statistically most talented receiver in the NFL this year. Odell Beckham, you know, Matthew Stafford throwing to these guys. Van Jefferson, a huge deep threat. And then, you know, a really underrated three-headed monster of that run game. Um, so I think Joe Matthew Stafford is not going to back down. And I think the Rams defense, you know, again, just it's his experience. You know, Aaron Donald and Von Miller both having played in Super Bowls before. Um, and Jalen Ramsey, who's played in some big games. I think they're all going to shine. I got the Rams winning. I'm going to go with 27 to 14. Oh, oh. also another thing I kind of have to add is the Rams have had a lot of problems blocking good defensive tackles, and DJ Reader is definitely a good, like, defensive tackle. Like, yeah. if you watch that Titans game, and I can't remember who else it was, but – they get eaten alive if 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 if, if you've got a good yeah like yes. pass rush. I, I like I, yeah. Watch. Actually, I'll go twenty-seven twenty because I think McPherson will get two two more field goals. He's <laughs> a goat. So. Shooter McPherson. All right, now we have the big reveal, Blake. All right, so it's really hard to make start, a decision. Wait, on this. start with start with your like a uh, your reasoning and your yeah 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 definitely. Yeah, so um, I mean. I think the Rams star power is like unmatched this year and the talent is crazy. I think the receiving core on both ends is probably the best in the league that there is. Um, uh, Defensive wise, the Bengals have been really playing amazing on defense. And I think the Rams pass rush recently has been playing amazing, but not so much their DBs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Jalen Ramsey, honestly, to me, hasn't been looking amazing. Uh, He got beat. Devo Samuel, the game before, big touchdown pass to Mike Evans. Huge um, touchdown pass up to Mike Evans. That was kind yeah. of like, was that, like that was bad for like a normal corner. <laughs> he was it, he had one on one. He got lucky. Like he didn't care. It looked like he got lucky. Like Jalen Ramsey didn't care. Honestly. Ramsey was tired. He was he got lucky. All he had to do was just like stay back, and he fell for like this. Yeah, that was yeah. McVay's fault. That was McVay's yeah. fault and Stafford's fault. I think the, the Bengals' defense to me has been playing amazing. I love Sam Hubbard and Trey Henderson. I love the the defensive end combos. And uh, uh, I think the Bengals have a better run game. But I'm still going to give it to the Rams. In uh, 31, let's go 31-24 is my final prediction for the score. 31-24. Saying the Rams are going to win because they definitely yeah. do have just like more good players. I think Cup has two touchdowns. I think I think he at least has 120 yards. I don't think that's even like that hot of a take, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, because it's Zach Taylor 
Like, no coach has been able to stop Cup this year, essentially. And then you have, like, Zach Taylor trying to scheme against him. Yeah, but you're forgetting about Cowboys' third-string cornerback, Chidabe Awuzie. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. So, I mean, <laughs> you got to think about that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> How's he going to fare? Cup, Mike, Cup is shaking his boots. And who is it, like Mike Hilton in the slot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, a couple have a great game. Yeah. Yeah, he Big. will. So, three and out podcasts. Overall, democratically, is the Rams winning this game? Um, yep. I mean, so at least one of us has got to be right, right? Yeah. So we... I mean, yeah, I think I think we've 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 I think got a hundred percent chance to, to call a game right. So, I, I, I think I want the Bengals to win, but I gotta go with the Rams. Like, I mean, Dude. like Joe Burrow is so it's so it's so cool to like watch Joe Burrow and. The, the hype around him in the Bengals is so fun. And yeah. The energy is so fun, but I, I, I got to stick with our picks. I think me and Tyson both have had the Rams for like a while too. So yeah. Like, I, I, was uh, gonna, I, was, I was about to talk about that last year. I had the bucks uh, about midway through the season when they were doing bad. I said, they were going to win the super bowl. Um, I originally had them going against the Ravens. I think that was my pick bucks Ravens, but you know, ended up being bucks, but I was right at the bucks through the playoffs. So I, I was big on bucks. And this year at the beginning of the year, I did Rams bills. And I've been riding at the Rams all year. And so, you know, um, I think I could predict it twice in a row for the NFC champion to win it. And so I think the Rams, that's my team. Yeah, I mean, I hope. I hope so. I don't know. (laughs) Von Miller, Broncos legend. He'll get his second ring. He's going to have to have like a a real, real good start because they're so young and they've had almost had everything go right this whole year. Like, yeah, I mean, it's their, it's their chemistry is built off that, so like it's got to start it's, it's got to start early. I mean, you compare them with the you compare the like the Hawks last year to this Bengals team, it's actually a lot of similarities. That's a nice fit, honestly, like it's that's, a, yeah. That's Bengals. some, some top tier analyzing Tyson. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then but this is this time the Bengals uh, overcame, you know, the best player in the league, Patrick Mahomes, whereas the Hawks did not overcome Giannis. Went on a win, dude. It 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 goes down to the roots. Yeah, so we'll see. we'll see what happens. Um, it's gonna be a great game. And cover uh, some other things. Uh, I just tabbed out in the recording and it stopped. By the way, so that's pretty huge. Um, also, I think Joe Mixon's most talented running back in the league. Not the best, but he's just – he can do it all. Yep. That's a pretty good take. But um, he also went to OU, so it's so it's a little unfair. We can talk about some of the betting lines. Um, hold on, I can't, I can't pull them up. You guys, Are you guys going to make any bets in this game? Uh, or, like, no. predictions for, bet, for betting lines or, like – Yeah, either or. Yeah, I mean, I – I think Rams cover whatever. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I think it was, my score prediction is seven. To, like I think it's at least a seven point win for Rams. To be honest, yeah, no, I, I do too. Um, I think the Gatorade color will be white. <laughs> I forgot about that. You think you think it'll be white? Yeah, I've tried to predict it every year. What are the odds? What are the odds this year for white? I know sure white's I, like a huge underdog, like eleven hundred. Isn't orange always like the biggest? Uh, doesn't always have the best odds for orange. I think it's blue this year. Really? Maybe. Blue is? Oh, I guess they're at SoFi Stadium. So I guess I can see blue. And, yeah. and blue was it last year. Oh, red is the favorite, and then orange, and then blue. But Dude, people, are, people are saying to bet blue because they were the last People are year. sleeping on lemon lime, bro. 
So oh. there's been two home Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the weird part. <laughs> never been any, and then now there's two. That have is. Y'all, have y'all seen the meme? It's like, uh, it's like with the NFL, we never thought that this would be a a problem about having home Super Bowls back to back years. So like now we're gonna start having the Super Bowl every year at Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Oh yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> need it. Watch next year. They're gonna like pick the rain or the Browns just so like they make sure it's not gonna be the Super. Super Bowl. There. The Browns, the Browns, Browns are going to win it. The Browns are going to be in the Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield's going to turn it up. Yeah, the line is – this is the most important line. This is the only line we're covering because it's the only important one. Line is red, 200. <laughs> lime green slash yellow, 300. Orange, 325. Blue, 600. Clear water, 700. Purple, 850. Clear water? Yeah, like just clear. I don't know what's water, but I've what if they switch it up and go like like cucumbers? Like, what if they like? The hell are you talking about? Lemon pepino, Gatorade, hot take. That's 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 a top five. Gatorade. I don't know. I I want to know the odds if you take something like crazy. Like, I want to know if you can like like quad like I don't know like. Last year was blue. <gasps> blue is actually kind of underrated. It hasn't been white in a long time since like forty one. Give me really? your sugar-free. Super Bowl 41 is the last white one. Blue, it's been every other year, basically. Well, it might already be sugar-free check, I think. The sugar-free lemon-lime. That's, that's, that, I bet you that won me a couple of billion if that one. Oh, this, this is the biggest upset. This is the biggest uh, bad beat of all time. Super Bowl 51, Patriots gets their Gatorade color. None. Uh, it was none. <laughs> Because they won an over, they won an overtime, and they just immediately rush the field and have a chance to dump the Gatorade. Wait, so what happened to everyone's like betting? Like whatever. Nothing. Everyone, everyone lost. No way. Yeah, that's the worst beat ever. No one wins. No, it wasn't even an option to pick none. Yeah, I bet it was a fraud by a big gambler. Big all the casinos. I bet what happened is they ran out of money, so they just like convinced them to, you know, not dump the Gatorade. That way they only can win. Paid them off. Yeah, they don't the- pay off anyone. It's like the opposite of the the Draymond Green thing when Kale, Clay Thompson into, yeah. <laughs> uh, came back for his game and that was, all the gamblers won like thousands of dollars off of betting like hundreds. Yeah, exactly. It's this is this is their like this is the when they were in their end debt. That's when they have too much money. So yeah, that's that's the only that's the big lines for the Super Bowl. Um, a lot of legacies affected by this game. Like, I mean, this is like a big. Oh my god! Not as yeah. much for the Bengals. I think if the Bengals lose, it's like. You know, it's like, wow. I mean, we didn't expect them to even make it to the wild card this year. So, you know, this is like a pro- that's like a promise. You know, I don't think they're mad. But if the Rams lose, that is kind of bad. Like, I'm not, I think literally the Rams, with all this talent they've had and all these kind of expiring contracts and the trades they moved, this is like Super Bowl or bust, like win the Super Bowl or bust. Honestly, like both these teams, like – Either way it goes, it's almost too perfect of a story. Like the Rams picking up yeah. all the like kind of ragtag players who are really good, and then yeah. the Bengals just like the young fun team with Joe Burrow, who everyone likes. Yeah. Either way, it's like yeah. it's too perfect. Yeah, yeah, I would call those players ragtag. I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> that's like, the way I know. This team was a team like at the beginning of this year is what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. It was just kind of a funny way to say it. Yeah, yeah the NFL. <laughs> yeah, o- o- OBJ and Von Miller are rag- you know, ragtag guys. Like, they're 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 low tier. 
Yeah, the NFL script writers were on fire when they were writing the script for this year. Especially for the, for the playoffs. The whole playoffs have been amazing. Yeah. The, yeah. Besides the wild, the wild card round was pretty was pretty mid. But after that, it's been like every game has been close. Every game has been almost into overtime. It's been yeah. amazing. I, I think they're showing their hand a little too much. Like yeah. <laughs> NFL script writer was putting up Wilt Chamberlain numbers this year. Guys, they, they in the studio. Them. They're going to dial it back next year, I, I guarantee it. It's going to be t- Tom Brady's – Tom Brady will we'll never hear another word from Tom Brady. He's just going to be done. Oh, it is a weird – Who's going to win? Who's, who would be, like, the least impressive team to win? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it'll just be the Chiefs again, and they'll blow out some team by, like, 40. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl. They're going to blow out, like, yeah. I don't know, 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Screw Jimmy's it. Gone. Again. At least like, Super Bowl rematch Jimmy G goes again. Instead of be making the Super Bowl, yeah, sometimes, yeah, whatever, man. Kidding, but uh, yeah. So I, I think if the Rams, I mean, they literally have like no draft picks for the next like three years because yeah, they've they traded like all of them in the Ramsey, Stafford, and even the Von Miller trade. So I don't know. It's kind of bad if the Rams do lose. I mean, they're not you know upset. They still can run it back next year with basically mm-hmm. the same core. But you know, I just, this is. Yeah. This is I don't a trust big the chance. guy with almost a one to two touchdown interception ratio who's won like two games his whole career in the Super Bowl. No offense to Matthew. I trust him. You trust Joe Burrow more in the Super Bowl that he's never like you were saying this earlier. When's the last time Joe Burrow lost the Super Bowl? Uh I don't know, man. Uh when's the last time Joe Burrow lost a national championship game. Mm. Doesn't lose. This kid's insane. Situation. <laughs> Matt Stafford's oh, man, I, older. I, I guess you're right. <laughs> you use my own point against me. That's kind of. He got destroyed. Yeah. So that's just the. Uh, that's the coverage of our, or that's the predictions for the big game. Um, some, some other NFL news. Uh, NFL awards this weekend. Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. MVP four time. Um, future different Bronco. Undeserved. Yeah, future Denver Bronco. Literally, definitely a future Denver Bronco at this point. Do you, yeah. do you guys that, have any predictions about where Aaron Rodgers will end up or how this offseason play up? Especially with Devonte Adams being a free agent, that's like pretty interesting. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is—I don't know. Like, I, honestly, I, I, I can't even begin to say I know what that that man's gonna do. Honestly, but. I feel like he stays. I honestly just feel like no he stays. way. There's no shot. There's just no mm-hmm. shot. I think I think the Eagles have a higher chance. I think the Eagles have a higher betting odds of like being his team next year than the Packers. And I'm not even joking. Let me look. Let me look it up. The Eagles with Aaron Rodgers would be kind of scary. Any team, a team, basically. 49ers. Oh my God, that would be it for like it. I would put Maybe money on that right now that they win the Super Bowl if Aaron Rodgers goes to the 49ers. He like, went. He went to Cal. You know, he's a California boy. He wanted to be dude. drafted by the 49ers. I mean, I'd love it. But I just don't see it happening. But why not? It's really just like what he wants to do. If if he wanted to go to the 49ers, he'd go to the 49ers, and that would be a Super Bowl in the back. <laughs> like, like right now the Bronco. Oh, 49ers aren't even on the list. I guess they're just Trey Lance committed. Well, I mean, this is just betting on still so speculation. Broncos are the most favored team uh, than Steelers. I don't think it's going to happen because what are the what are they going to trade realistically? I mean, they don't have any, like, really young pieces. Other than, like, I don't know, Juju. Where are the Colts on there? Because I saw that Pat McAfee thing. 
None. Pat McAfee, your good friend. None. I, I, I don't think this is accurate. I mean, you have like the, it says like the Jets higher than like, you know, the, I mean, I He's mean, it, one of the Jets. it changes on every list. So this is all trade. So he could yeah. technically end up anywhere, but. What about, what do y'all think about the Kyler thing? Kyler thing is interesting, but I don't think it means much. Weird. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it, like, I, I don't know where he's coming from because obviously, like, that game was definitely his. I don't know. I think a lot of it was his fault. And so yeah. it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know why he's saying, like, you know, scapegoat. I mean, he played bad. He played really bad. He sure but... kind of choked, but like, I, I don't think they had a chance anyway. Yeah, they didn't. I think people and... are overreacting too because everyone's been saying, like, like we need to try and find a new, like, like Kyler was played really good for when yeah, he was Yeah, I mean, there. it's his first. Kyler... Playoff, uh, playoff performance or appearance, and he's playing the team that's in the Super Bowl now. I mean, best yeah. defense in the league, basically. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to do bad. And he it's... just kind of wasn't the, the same after he hurt his calf. Yeah, kind of came back, and it was seemed like he was in his head. And but a thing, another thing is like, it's been two years in a row where Kyler started the year off as an MVP candidate, and then just kind of teetered yeah. off that does kind of make you wonder either if it's him choking mid-year or if it's teams figuring the cardinals offense out and then cliff kingsbury not really adjusting because he also there was kind of a debate if it was kyler not throwing the ball down deep or like kingsbury not calling enough deep shots i think it's going to both yeah. I think a lot of the, the Cardinals receiving talent is very underwhelming to me. Yeah, that's I think it's very hard for him to just like be a very consistent passer with that like inconsistent like especially <laughs> D Hop was out for a while and I don't like their leading like their leading tight end was literally uh was literally Zach Ertz for a while, like yeah. and he's like yeah. obviously clearly yeah, they need more players and also like Rondell Moore and Rondell Moore was hurt for a while, right? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, and D Hop wasn't in the playoffs game, so like mm-hmm. they didn't have a shot that game. Like that's really, it's just it's super hard, and the pass rush of the Rams, and it's like, it's. It, I mean, I, he still clearly could have played better. There's no, there's no arguing that he could have played better. And underhand pick six, like yeah, that was bad. That was yeah, as, a, as a Cowboys fan, <laughs> my fingers are crossed for a Dak Kyler trade because that just there there couldn't be anything more fun to watch. Oh my gosh! Speaking of. Speaking of NFL awards and Dak Prescott, can we talk about how uh, comeback play of the year, Nick Bosa got zero votes. I get, I get Joe Burrow winning, but Nick Bosa zero votes and Dak Prescott got one. Like Nick Bosa led the league in tackles for loss. He led in quarterback hits. He was fourth in sacks. And somehow Dak Prescott gets and he was like gets more votes. The purifier reason why the 49ers led the league in pressures. Like, yeah. Like he it was that team. That kid, Nick Bosa is ridiculous. Yeah, like he 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 tore his like he tore his ACL too. Like I don't and then but then like like just like Joe Burrow did. I I there's points of the season where if this like ending of the season didn't happen the way it did, I think he wins it over Joe Burrow or he should win it over Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, it's probably just always gonna go to a quarterback if it's close. Yeah, the NFL awards voters are just like they don't think any other positions like this. But Derwin James got it over him. Well, who was who has heard like Derwin James? Like, like I, I haven't heard, heard his name this year at all. I think the only reason Derwin James got of like more votes is because he's been out for two years and it's like yeah. more person of an injury, and that is kind of a factor in it that it's like you know the severity of the injury. What they came back from, like that's why. Uh, yeah. Alex Smith got it last year. Yeah, Alex Smith, which yeah, that was he, definitely deserved. yeah because he almost died. So yeah, 
Jim but, was died. Was told he couldn't walk again and things like that. Yeah, but I still think Nick Bosa at least got snubbed of votes. Yeah, I think but people just kind of forgot that Nick Bosa was like hurt last year. Maybe. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. that aware of it. Like I remember him being hurt, but like I wasn't thinking about it at all yeah. this year. Like, I'm definitely the most biased source because I. <laughs> yeah. With like Derwin James, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy's been hurt for a while. Dak, everyone knows about Dak snapping his leg on live TV, and yeah, yeah, and how it just I guess, I guess he Dak is such like a monumental force to the Cowboys, and we saw that last year. That like yeah. that's why people saw like the Cowboys were able to win so many games during the season with him back. Yeah, and the 49ers were like kind of in contention for the playoffs for a while. Yeah, for a little bit last year. Yeah. So. so, I don't know. I would I would love to hear Nick Bosa's comments after getting some of the votes to Dak Prescott. It's it's probably yeah I saw him repost like, something about it. Just like the 49ers aren't as in a bad or in as bad of a spot without Nick Bosa as Cowboys. Yeah, but it's it's comeback player of the year. It's not like comeback most valuable player of the yeah. year. It's not like like I, I get it, but still. That's yeah. I mean, these awards are basically just like opinions. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I think all the other awards pretty much made sense to me, though. I mean, I don't think any of the other ones were very uh, – Yeah, no surprises. I mean, they were all basically easily predictable. Even comeback play of the year is kind of predictable. I don't think you're supposed to get zero votes, but with Joe yeah, Burrow getting so much hype lately, yeah, it's it crazy. I've actually never seen – like I mean, you have like random people in the street who never watch football being like, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Dude, Joe Burrow is like a beautiful man. Yeah, he, he, oh, I get, it, I get it. He's a people's guy. I mean, he's a he's, he's, he's going to be the next yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, he's kind of funny because last year people were like saying like like people weren't even sure if Joe Burrow was going to be good at all. Like everyone, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, he might not be getting good. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't. I feel like it's hard to say he was great. Like he's his team is ridiculously talented. Like, yeah, it's well, yeah, but that's the thing. I would say, you know, I've always loved Joe Burrow from LSU. I'm not like a big Joe, but, mm-hmm. you know, from LSU, being a fan of that team, like, you know, I was always a big fan of his talent, but I thought, you know, like trying to take this awful Bengals franchise, you know, it, like no deal, like no line. And they didn't have much weapons at that time either. Joe Mixon's mm-hmm. battle and injury. They, yeah, and they, they just drafted Higgins, you know, and then a bad defense of Zach Taylor's approach. I was like, dude, I don't <laughs> think he's going to be good. And they tore his ACL too. I'm like, I don't. He's not going to yeah. succeed. Yeah, it's not, nothing about him. It's just, you know. This being a yeah. team is just an anomaly. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. I think the hype is a little too crazy around Joe Burrow right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. It's like, he's not better than, I don't think he's better than Justin Herbert. I don't think he's, oh, you know, no, like, there's he's like, nowhere close to as good as Justin Herbert. And people at least are like, like talent wise, but there's also like that factor of like the Tom Brady factor of kind of controlling a game. Yeah, but I even guess, then, yeah. I don't even think Joe Burrow is like amazed, like particularly good at that. That's the thing. No, I think it just <laughs> has happened that he's. Yeah, been- exactly. He's just, but I feel like it's honestly just his team so talented. Yeah, like I, I like I was watching some of like you know like watching that game. You you weren't looking at that and being like, "Whoa, Joe Burrow is leading this team." Yeah. Like back to comeback. He, it's like the team he, is playing. People didn't start hyping him up like you know Joe Burrow led his team till after the game was over. Which is, but like during the game, you know, like you're watching, you're not being like, oh, Joe Burrow is leading this team. You know, you're just being like, oh, this team is playing all around good. So like Joe Burrow's mounting the comeback. It's like, yeah, it's just like it's quarterback. like on both sides of the ball. They're playing yeah. amazing. Yeah. And it was mainly the defense, which is mm-hmm. weird. But yeah, I don't know. He's, he has got a lot overrated. 
Like he's still like borderline top ten. I don't. People are saying he's top five, top six. He's like around Matthew Stafford rank probably. They're like pretty comparable in skill. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even know who I give the edge to to be honest right now. Matthew like, Stafford just is such a like a question mark though for me. Like he's yeah, he's, I've always been a little under on Matthew Stafford, but at this point, it's hard to say he's not like yeah, good. good but, yeah, like, if you he has so many just terrible throws each game. Yeah, bad like, reads, bad misses or bad reads, but like he makes plays. Yeah, yeah. and he's got a hell of an arm, hell of a talent. But yeah, like, uh, I, I feel like if you sub Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford out like for each other, like on the teams, I don't think the similar. records. Yeah, I don't think the records change like that much, if if any change. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a good take. So yeah. I don't know. Joe Burrow's definitely got a lot more hype. It's weird. But the but... idea is it's it's his second season, so like I mean, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really promising. That's a hot take part. though. At this like end of the season, I would take Joe Burrow. Or Matthew Stafford over Dak Prescott for sure. Like, yeah, I think I think definitely how they've been playing right now. He played terrible. Like, I I I think you got it. We got to. I would reevaluate Dak. I think people have been too high on Dak for a while. Yeah, no, Dak is definitely got. He's just a nice guy, and you know, Cowboys fans are a little obsessive. But I mean, he's a good he's a good franchise quarterback for them. Yeah, he is. Dak is a good quarterback, but like, he can't afford to have as like the bad games that he's having like he's not he's not the justin herbert talent that like makes those jaw-dropping plays like he's got to play consistently or he's not a good quarterback and i'm surprised i'm surprised if mike mccarthy doesn't get fired this year to be honest i don't i don't i don't know how he hasn't also what do y'all predict predict the like bingles how do y'all predict bingles playing next year i think they're gonna Maybe fall off a little bit, but not. I can I think see they're gonna make the playoffs. Like you want to say they're gonna get better because it's a young team and a new coach. But one, I think I don't like I don't like Zach Taylor, and it's just like if they lose, I feel like that's gonna get in their head. Yeah, they got a lot of fight in them. That's the thing. I, I can pick. I, I wouldn't pick them to lose any game. Like guarantee them to lose any game. Yeah. And so yeah. I think if they can just at least, I think they're gonna be a team for a while. That's gonna just like. To get in the playoffs, and you're going to be really fearful of them making a run. Like they're going to. I could see him turning them to like a, a little a lower level Chiefs kind of. Yeah. They're all, like, you always expect them to do really good. They're not always like they're always in the running. Yeah, them and the 49ers are just going to make runs for a while. Where there's every year, it's like this this team could go for a yeah, while. 49ers have like best middle linebacker in the league one of like a top five edge rusher maybe even higher than that and then you got i think the best tight end like yeah possibly and then like receiver crazy receiver running back talent gotta be up there yeah like just as one of the best players probably top seven top six so much talent and are you had had like 100 receiving yards i think in the last two games like he's yeah, a few, I think potential talent. He's like one of the best in the leagues for. Yeah, they yeah. got a lot of guys. They just uh, need like one more piece, one real like strong piece in the secondary. Quarterback. Some, yeah. Well, well, yeah. yeah. Also, a cornerback would be a cornerback. Cornerback, corner, yeah. But that that's that's like two years out, honestly, for them. If like unless they get lucky with it, I don't. Yeah, I haven't I looked too much into this draft class, but like, they can't get a quarterback this year. Trade up for sauce. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
I wouldn't trade up for Sauce Gardner, but if they could get a Sauce Gardner, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that's really all that we should cover for today. Kind of keep it like, kind of like keep it about an hour. And uh, I don't know. We're going to have an, another podcast episode really soon after breaking down after Super Bowl. And then we kind of get into things like draft and talking about that. So I think, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening in today. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. See you all in the next one. Goodbye.